You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Continuing our international series today, and we're heading around the globe to Taiwan in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, Barb Rebentish, serving the Lord in Taiwan. Barb, welcome back to The Coffee Hour. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. It's nice to catch up with you again. I think the last time we chatted was uh, right in the midst of the pandemic. We had a chance to to connect with you online and learn about the Lord's service in Taiwan and how you've been given to serve. And really looking forward to catching up with you again and uh, hearing how things have grown and 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 ways that you've been learning about the the community that you serve as well. For our listeners who maybe didn't catch that conversation, can you recap for us uh, that story of how the Lord brought you to serve in Taiwan? Sure. When I was in Lutheran Elementary School at Zion Lutheran School in Paulina, Iowa, there was a missionary visitor who came to our Wednesday chapel service. And she talked about people who had never met Jesus or never heard of Jesus. And that just blew away my 14-year-old mind. I could not understand that there were people who had never heard of Jesus. And I thought, I need to go tell them. So when I was at Concordia University in Seward, I told them that I wanted to be a missionary. And after Seward, I came to Taiwan because at that time, that was the most available way to serve. With, I came with the Volunteer Youth Ministry Program. That would have been in 1984. So how are you now serving uh, as doing the Lord's work? What are you actually doing now? Now I am actually working as an interpreter translator for the Synod. I'm working at the regional office building here in Jai. And when Dr. Martin Dickey was here in Taiwan doing presentations about church music, I interpreted most of those presentations. And I also am a support person for any other missionaries here who need to go out and take care of business. I interpret for them. And I'm also helping to edit some translations of books that have been translated into Chinese. Share with us about learning the local language or languages where you're serving in Taiwan. Well, when I first came to Taiwan, I was sent to Concordia Middle School in Jai, and I was assigned to work with the vocational students. They were all teenage girls. <coughs> Pardon me. I was 21 years old at the time, and the girls were not interested in learning English, but they were very happy to have their first American teacher. So they took me to uh, the night market and camping and to their homes, and they taught me to speak Chinese. We also did some Bible stories in their classrooms, English Bible stories, and had some fun with that. But 
when people ask me, how did I learn Chinese? I tell them it was at Concordia Middle School in Jai. That is a fun story. Tell us more about the people that you get to meet. Being a translator, you're, you're that go-between between people who speak uh, English and people who don't. Who are some of the people that you've been able to meet uh, as a translator? Well, we were at the health insurance office yesterday. We went When Dr. Dickey was here, we went shopping, so some of the shopkeepers were very interested in what he was doing here. And yeah, we just we just meet with any of the any of the Taiwanese people who are providing the services that the Americans need. I'm also able to speak with the cleaning crew that comes into our building. And there's one elderly woman who doesn't speak a lot of Mandarin. I think she's more comfortable in Taiwanese, which I don't know. But she gives me bags of tea and things, and Mm -hmm. I gave her some banana bread and a couple of gospel tracts. So as you learned Chinese from middle school students, how are you continuing to learn and grow as you're serving in Taiwan? Are are you finding ways to challenge yourself to learn more? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I have. I have two Chinese teachers, one who was teaching me before, but her name is Mary. Her English name is Mary. And I was reading to her the catechism in Chinese and the Lutheran service book that's been translated into Chinese, trying to improve my reading and the tones because Chinese is a tonal language. And also trying to encourage Mary to know more of Jesus and to come to trust in him. But she recently was diagnosed with cancer and so was doing radiation and chemotherapy and became too weak to teach me. So I got another Chinese teacher. Her name is Priscilla. And she and I, she helped me with a lot of the translation editing that I was doing. And now we are reading book five of the Chinese curriculum that was developed by the Normal University here in Taiwan. And she is also practicing her English. Together we are reading the book of John, the Gospel of John. Priscilla is a Christian and she has a lot of questions to learn more. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about how being a translator and and connecting with people through language has opened doors to share uh, Jesus with other people. Well, I think the primary thing that is happening right now is because of the pandemic, we were not able to meet people to go out and do the seminars and workshops that Dr. Dickey was originally brought here to do. So we ended up doing Zoom recordings of all of those presentations. And he was able to present all of the materials that he had developed. And then we put them on a website. The local church, the China Evangelical Lutheran Church, has a YouTube page. And they put all of those recordings on a YouTube page. And the Evangelical Lutheran Mission Society for the Chinese in America has a a website called lutheranchinese.org 
and I was able to edit those videos and upload them to that website. And the wonderful thing is that that website can be seen around the world, even in countries that don't allow YouTube access. How has the last year helped you, maybe even pushed you to develop some of those skills? It has been a learning curve. Oh my goodness. I, I told some friends when I was first uh, learning to manipulate the website. And again, when Dr. Dickey came and I needed to learn all of the Old Testament and the musical and the liturgical vocabulary for his presentations, I said, I feel like a kindergarten student in a, in a university class. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in way over my head. What are some of the, the other interesting things that you have had to uh, learn or discover or work through in the last year uh, just because of all the things that the, the pandemic has, has uh, taught us? Oh, I've, I've had to learn, I think, just as people around the globe have had to learn just how to live with myself because of the isolation, being alone so much of the time, because I am, I am single and all of my family is in America. And when we, the COVID actually came to Taiwan right after Mother's Day, we, we were pretty free up until that time, but then they went into level three lockdown and people weren't able to go visit or eat together or things like that. And so learning to live with myself and finding ways to spend time reading and praying and just make use of technology to communicate with people. I'm sure that must have been challenging considering most of your work involves you know, interacting <laughs> with people on a daily basis. So yeah, to, to make a, a big shift like that, as, as many people did at that time. Right. Uh, but have you seen more, are, are you seeing more and more opportunities to, to interact more with people on a regular basis and, and to do uh, more of the things that, that you envisioned doing when you, when you came to Taiwan to serve? Well, we are still on level three lockdowns now, so there still hasn't been a lot of interaction, but Priscilla and I have been doing online Chinese classes, and I'm trying to continue or restart some Bible studies and book studies that I do with some women also online. But so what, hopefully, because because in May, Taiwan was having like 400 COVID cases a day, and now they're down to the 20s and 30s. Hopefully, before long, we'll be able to meet face-to-face -face again. What does Level 3 lockdown look like in your community right now? Level 3 lockdown means no more than 10 people in a group outside no more than five people in a group inside, wear a mask at all times. Businesses must take temperatures and provide alcohol to wash hands. And you must register your name and phone number or scan a QR code anytime you go into a business so that they can trace wherever anybody has been 
so that they can do the contract contact tracing if anyone has COVID. They can warn everyone else who might have been in contact with that person. Hmm. We're talking with Barbara Bentish. She's serving the Lord in Taiwan, learning more about how she's been given to serve and some of the challenges faced in the past year during the pandemic. We have more to learn about her service in Taiwan in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golsa. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we are international, continuing our international series. We're talking with Barbara Bentish. She's serving the Lord in Taiwan. Barb, you have uh, shared with us a little bit of some of the challenges faced during the pandemic and how you're you're still getting by in terms of trying to carry out some of the things that you've been given to do there in Taiwan. What, wh- where do you see things going from now? Is there any any hope on the horizon of, of things improving in the near future? I hope so. <laughs> as everyone does. Mm-hmm. But my prayer, the thing that I've been praying is that the Lord will accomplish all of his purposes for the pandemic. I believe that people are discovering that they are not in control and maybe they will come to trust in God who is in control or things like that, that the Lord can use it because we know that he can use all things. But I'm actually returning to the States for just three weeks here, the end of July and into August. And when I come back, I will have to quarantine again for two weeks. But recently, because the Delta variant of the COVID came to Taiwan, so now they're saying everyone has to quarantine in a quarantine center. Hmm. When I came to Taiwan last year, I quarantined for two weeks, but I did it in my own home. Now, as it stands, when I return in uh, August, I would have to quarantine in the quarantine center for two weeks, which sounds less desirable to me. It's also more expensive but less desirable than coming back to my own home. Tell us more about these, the Bible studies and book studies that you uh, have been doing with people and that hopefully you'll be able to do on Zoom. What kinds of things uh, are you able to do with these Bible studies? Well, I, I love reading the book of John. I was doing that with Mary, my Chinese teacher, and I am doing it with Priscilla right now. And I have three elementary school ladies with whom I was reading the Philip Yancey book, The Bible Jesus Read, which is about the Old Testament. This is actually the third or fourth book that I've been reading with these ladies. And 
I have my dentist also is studying that book with me, and it gives us opportunities to talk about God's grace in the Old Testament. How are those terms understood in the Taiwanese culture? Words like grace and and other concepts like that 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 we learn in the Bible. Grace is a very rare concept to the traditional Chinese society because the Chinese society is primarily, I mean, as much as you would say the American society is Judeo-Christian, traditionally, traditionally the Taiwanese society is Confucianist. And Confucian is is very performance and merit-based. And education is the primary value for young people. And succeeding academic success is the primary goal. And to understand that there is a God who loves us, not because of our merit, or not because of our success, but because of the merit of his son who lived perfectly. It is a very foreign concept, but when people understand it, you can see the light under their eyes. Uh, it's it's life-changing. So how does that, the, the, knowing that, that that's the, the cultural background where you are, how does that affect uh, how you approach people and how you bring up these conversations about Jesus and, and the Bible? Well, a couple of years ago when I was teaching at Concordia Middle School, I, I talked to one student teacher and I asked her what were her thoughts about God. And she talked about going to the temple with her parents on holidays or if they had some particular need to pray for. And I said, oh, so your God, your relationship with your God is more like with a doctor or a specialist. Mm -hmm. And she said, she hadn't thought about it like that, but yeah, that could be. And I said, well, Jesus tells us that he's our friend. And she said, oh, I thought the Christian God was an angry God. Hmm. And I said, why did you think that? And she said, well, she had gone to some evangelism rally that some friend had taken her to an evangelism rally. And the preacher said, you need to believe in God or you will go to hell. Hmm. And I, I showed her in the Gospel of John where Jesus said, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. And she got tears in her eyes. And... um she said that she had never thought about a God. I told her that I talk to Jesus every day and that Jesus comes to me every day in his word and in the sacraments. And uh, she came to me the next day at, on the campus. And she said to me, Barb, will you tell me more about this God who wants to be my friend? And um, she she was very responsive to that once she understood it. it. It sounds like the the Lord has certainly given you opportunities to share the good news in in a variety of places in in a variety of ways, especially in the 
the context of those relationships, those neighborly relationships. How has the Lord given you support while you're serving in Taiwan? What are the ways that that he's uh, keeping you strong in the, the midst of the challenges you face? Who is he giving to, to support you? Well, I have a fantastic support network in the States. Wonderful people who are praying for me and supporting me fi- financially and materially. They send some emails and they send some greeting cards and remember me. So fantastic fantastically grateful for them. Here in this building, in the regional headquarters, Asia regional headquarters, regional director Charles Ferry and his family live, as well as our local Taiwanese pastor, Alex Wu, and his wife and their daughter. And we have kind of a community here in this building where we worship together regularly and gather socially occasionally when we're not on level three lockdown. And uh, technology is really, I think, a gift of God. I can talk with my family in the States and I have a prayer partner. We pray together every day via the internet. And uh, I'm just blessed. I'm very richly blessed. Well, thanks be to God for all those great ways that he continues to keep you strong. And thanks for that that wonderful network of support that you have, and uh, both here in the United States and in Taiwan with your, your great team there too. What a blessing to uh, to get to serve alongside great pastors, as you mentioned there just a little bit ago, and to, to, to have their support on a regular basis. That's outstanding. Barb, how can we continue to keep up with the the Lord's work in Taiwan and how he's given you to serve? Well, I send out monthly newsletters and I post them on my Facebook group. You can send a message to barbrebentish at lcms.org and I will add you to my newsletter list or Barb's Mission Supporters on Facebook. If you request to join that group, I would add you to that group. Today, we've been talking with Barb Reventish, serving the Lord in Taiwan. Barb, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour again and sharing a a great update with us. Thank you, Andy and Sarah. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.